What is the word, everybody? Welcome back to the Fortunately Unfortunate podcast. I am your host, Chris, and today we are going to be going over a story of mine from my past that I find to be very funny and kind of an awkward thing. But first, we're going to go back to Chris's teenage years, the pimples, the pizza, the all of it, girl. It's it was the pimples and the pizza literally describes puberty for for me. Um, but one thing that was huge to me growing up was music. Uh, music is my most like favorite thing in the entire world. It's the reason that I enjoy life. It's the reason I have something to look forward to. It's the reason that I get up in the day, I get showered, is just to listen to music. And it's also the reason that I'm broke all the time. And one big thing that I do is I attend a lot of concerts. Well, this is actually my first like metalcore concert experience. Um, just for those who are not aware, metalcore is a subgenre of metal that mixes elements of metal music, but also with hardcore music. Um, started back in the 90s, continues on very strong today. And when I was about 14 or 15 is when I first got into metalcore. And man, was it a beautiful time to be a metalcore fan. I was in junior high and I was trolling around on the internet, you know, doing whatever the kids did. And I remember hearing about a band called Under Oath. And I thought that the artwork for the album was really cool. So I listened to it and it changed me. It was the first band I ever listened to that had like screamed vocals in it. Um, Very interesting melodies between the instruments, the vocals, everything. I, I loved it. And Under Oath became my favorite band. Because of their influence, I just like threw myself into their world of music. And I didn't really have any friends in junior high that listened to this kind of music. So I was just sort of on my own, you know, headbanging in the hallways, which is a phenomenal book title, might I add. I should write that one down, Headbanging in the Hallways, the Chris Nichols story. Anyway, um, I didn't have any friends that listened to that kind of music. And so um, it took me a few years to find people at my school, from my town, whatever, that listened to that same kind of music. And I did find a couple of friends. Um, For the purpose of this story, we're going to call them Scott and John. So Scott and John were two really cool dudes that that they helped, they they liked the same music I did. And then they also showed me other bands I'd never heard of before. Um, Back in around 2009, I want to say, 2009, maybe 2010, one of those, you know, around that time, I wanted to go to a concert. I wanted to see one of these bands live, what it's like, what the experience is. Scott and John said to me, hey, there's a concert coming up in a couple weeks that we're going to go to. We want to know if you want to come with us. And I said, absolutely. It's only, you know, it's only like 12 bucks. And the bands that were playing at the time were nobodies. You know, uh, most of these bands hadn't released their first full, full album yet. But uh, one, the, the headline of the main band had the bands that were playing um, in the order that they played were Broadway of Mice and Men, We Came as Romans and Icy Stars. If you, you know, if you're if you're into that kind of music or if you've been to a Hot Topic or whatever, you, you will recognize some of those names now. Um, but back in the day, they were nobodies. This was right when Of Mice and Men formed. Um, they were playing Lady Gaga covers at their concerts so it really was not that big of a deal we came as romans had just released their first album icy stars had just released their first album they were sort of going on this very like do-it-yourself tour around the country my friends and i go and i'm so excited i'm so nervous because i don't know what to even to expect i've never been to a concert where it's aggressive 
people are screaming, you know, maybe moshing, all that kind of stuff. So we, Scott and John and I, we go into this very, very small venue that's just an old movie theater from like the 50s that they've renovated to hold concerts. So it's it's small, <laughs> to say the least. And as we walk in, it smells horrible. I remember being blinded by my nose raging and being like, we're leaving right now. You're done with this forever. But we continued on anyway. We go to the very front. There's only, at, at the very first band playing, like 30 people there. And I was expecting hundreds because I've seen videos of hundreds of people, but you know, it's the first band playing for bands that had hardly made any kind of footprint known in the musical mud. Musical mud. That's not a bad name for a book either. Book names should be the name of this podcast. Anywho, we go, the first band called Broadway plays. Phenomenal. Broadway was very interesting to watch. Um, I remember that distinctly. They were very fun. They're a post-hardcore band. I think they've long since passed. It's been, you know, we're coming on 10 years since this happened, but still good band. And the second band of Mice and Men, um, a band that is now very internationally recognized, has a lot of success, but at the time they were skinny white kids in skinny jeans with the huge oversized shirts with the ugly monster. That's like raw means I love you in dinosaur. That was the time. That was the time that this was. And, um, of Mice and Men, they only have like three songs that they've written four songs and they have a Lady Gaga song and they do another cover song. And it was just sort of campy, a little bit ridiculous. I got spit on someone that one of the, the guitarist or the bassist, somebody that had some form of instrument in hand, uh, spit in my face, but it was whatever it was rad. Um, but here's where, here's where the story happens. Okay. So now I've set you up. The, the scene is painted the empty canvas has been monade and you have paid money to come to this museum. It is not one of those museums where you're going to walk away feeling good about yourself. Just kidding. I don't even know if those exist, exist. Like if that's all right. So the biggest thing that we had to, that I had to learn at this concert was that the crowd and the bands at little concerts, they tend to physically interact, whether that's, stage diving, whether that's the singer putting the microphone out to the crowd for them to sing along. I had never seen that. So I was not prepared for what was about to happen. We Came As Romans is playing. We Came As Romans had not been around for very long. Um, But I was very excited. I had listened to this band. I thought they were very, very good, very interesting sound. And I was like, okay, let's do this. I'd never seen a picture of them, so I don't know what they look like. But they come on stage, and they're killing it. They're doing really good. I love their energy, their sound, everything about it. Very strong, very interesting. And then, momentously, I get a text on my flip phone that did not have a camera. So that showed how behind I've always been with technology. I get a text, and I look down at my phone, And I'm looking down and reading this text. But what I do not notice is that the vocalist for We Came As Romans, Kyle Pavone, he gets up on the side of the stage. He crawls one of the rafters. And he dives into the crowd, back turned. 
So let's imagine from his perspective. Oh my gosh, this is going to be so much fun. They think I'm so cool. He, I'm going to jump and I'm going to go backwards. They're going to catch me and they're going to float me right back to the stage. Now switch to my perspective. I'm texting. Got my thumbs pushing the, the number pad. Four times for S. Three times for zero, whatever, <laughs> for O. Um, that's all this is. Um, and I look up. And Kyle Pavone's butt cheeks make direct contact with my face. Like his whole, you know, back area was in my grill. And I'm freaking. I'm like, what the freak is happening? So I push this man's butt up. And the people around me, you know, they help crowd surf him back to the back to the stage. And I remember being frustrated. And being like, you know, my face is not your butt region. This is not some kind of French revolution where you can invade my face with your butt. But here's the thing. I open my eyes and everything's blurry. I wear glasses, ladies and gentlemen. I have worn glasses. Uh, I started wearing glasses actually just a couple years before this concert. So I open my eyes and everything's blurry. My glasses are gone. Nowhere to be found. I'm freaking out. Not only am I blind without them, but they cost a lot of money. They're prescription glasses. So I, like, full panic mode. I, I grab Scott, and I grab everybody around me and John, and I start, you know, touching their shoulders and pointing to my face. And, of course, we're at, we're at a metalcore concert. It's really loud. And I point to my face, and I'm like, my glasses are missing. And they're like, what? And I'm like, my glasses are missing. And they're like, you know, if you need to, if you need to go christening, you can go to leave the room. And I was like, I was like, how do I say this? So you'll understand. And I was like, my glasses are missing. And they're like, oh, your glasses are missing. So then these incredibly kind strangers around me get on the floor with me on hands and knees and some of them pull out their phones or they had the light on them. This is before smartphones. So nobody had the, the actual light, but you know, the backlight of a flip phone, we're putting our lights around and I'm, you know, this probably only went by in a whole three minutes, this entire part of the story. But for me, it seemed like forever. Cause I was so scared that something horrible was going to happen or that I was going to be in a lot of trouble. Um, I had told my parents not to worry about my safety at this concert. And here I am freaking out that, I might have to find a way to pay for another pair of glasses. So then as I'm got, I'm on hands and knees and I'm freaking out. The sweat is pouring down my face. I wore a hoodie inside of a very crowded place like an idiot. And it's, it's just a, this traumatic moment. Oh my gosh. It was like, it was my own personal Normandy. And then all of a sudden my buddy Scott goes, ouch. And so we look and somebody has found my glasses and thrown them at his head. And we keep in mind, this is during a part where people are circle pitting. So that's where, if, for those who don't know, um, people separate in the middle of the concert. There's, so there's an open space and you run in a circle as fast as you can to when music is being played very quickly. And my glasses could have been stomped on a thousand times by a few different strangers because you're moving so fast and the circle's not that huge. But still, people are moving over and over and over again and could have been stomping on it. And my glasses were perfectly intact. Perfectly intact. And I was, 
I was gone. I was freaking out like, oh my gosh, how on earth? How on Mars, Venus, Uranus? <laughs> um, How on all of these planets is that possible that my glasses are still intact and still safe and still okay? But I never found out. My buddy handed me my glasses and said, here you go. And then we watched the rest of the concert as if nothing happened. I wanted to tell this story for a few reasons. First off, in the memory of Kyle Pavone. Uh, sadly, he passed away a couple months ago, uh, much too young. And, and I've been thinking a lot about how his music has impacted me um, in the decade that I've been listening to him. He's a very cool dude. He's always been a phenomenal singer, phenomenal musician and, and lyricist. But one thing that I found inspiring about that night was that his butt did more for my faith in humanity than his words have. Um, I learned that night that strangers can be so helpful, that people, that most people are basically good because I told these strangers around me, I lost my glasses. And instead of them going, sucks to suck, pal, or like punching me, whatever, um, they, they got on their hands and their knees with me and looked around and were trying to find them just because they knew that I was scared and I was panicking and that I needed my glasses to be able to see. Another lesson I learned is to be in the moment. You know, cell phones have unfortunately taken over our entire lives. And when you go to concerts, there's always a few people who the phone is on the entire time, whether they're Snapchatting it or whether they're texting somebody or they're attempting to call someone. Have you ever been at a concert where someone tries to call someone? And it's like, how on earth can you hear them? Can they hear you? And you're trying to tell them that they need to take the chicken out of the fridge. Like, that's the dumbest thing in the world. Anywho, I digress. Um... I learned that being in the moment is the most important thing you can do. If I had just said to myself, you know, I'll just wait until after the band is done playing to look at my phone, I could have avoided that whole panic mess that I went through. But I didn't. I thought too much about my phone. I thought too much about communicating. And instead of just enjoying and finding happiness in something that I love, that is something that I think more people in the world today need to focus on every type of concert that there is, whether that's metal, metalcore, hardcore, whether that's pop country, hip hop, um, bizarre, Nubian fusion jazz. I don't, I don't know. Um, whatever kind of concert it is, music being played live is something to enjoy. It is something to be a part of, you know, when, when you're just watching it, you think to yourself, oh, whatever, I paid the ticket, I can do whatever I want. You got to realize you got to also pay respect to the person that's performing because they put days, weeks, months, years, decades of their life into that music and they're performing it for you, like spreading their soul out there for the world to see. And if you think your phone is more important than that, that's stupid and ridiculous. Um... But but the other thing to keep in mind is that we have text messaging for a reason. And it's and if you get a text, it's fine to just put your phone away and be like, I'll text them back later. And if you forget, you forget. That happens. People are dumb. I'm dumb. You're dumb. We're all dumb because we text each other <laughs> instead of calling. Um, but live in the moment. Be part of the concert. Be part of the experience. And that does not just go for concerts. When you're with your family, be in the moment. 
Snapchat does not matter when you are going to visit your grandma or your great aunt or your cousins. Facebook doesn't matter when you're with your friends. Instagram kind of matters. I'm just kidding. Instagram does not matter. Like it's, you just, I think you need to focus more on being in the moment instead of fixing temporary boredom because that's what's leading to us being so focused on our phones. The third lesson I want us to take away from this experience about Kyle Pavone's butt being in my face is that life is short. I know that's a depressing thing to say. (laughs) I know that may not have been where you're thinking this is going, but life is very short. Kyle Pavone was only 28 when he died, I believe. And that is too young. That is so, so young. Just a kid still trying to figure out life. And his life was unfortunately cut short. We have to understand that not every day is guaranteed. And not in like a depressing way, like, you're going to die tomorrow. Nothing like that. But um, an understanding that not everything is going to turn out the way we think it is with the mortality we experience. We are going to have people that we love pass away. We are going to have people that we care about whose life is cut drastically short. And we ourselves, we never know if we're going to live to be 25 or 125. You don't know always. So when you do stuff, do it all the way. Be everything you want to be. If there's something getting in your way of who you want to be, get it out of the way. Don't let time get it out of the way. Don't let other people do it for you. You're the one who determines that. I've always looked up to Kyle Pavone at that concert because when he did that, he probably was only 18 or 19. Like a kid who was either still in high school or just graduated high school had written music that I appreciated and I loved and he was performing it in front of me, risking everything to go on tour because you know, touring bands in vans don't make a ton of money at all. Arguably, they don't make any money. But it's it's that idea that he still was willing to sacrifice to live his dream. And that's beautiful to me. I've always been inspired by that. And it, it does help me in my life now. It's not always easy to live the life of Chris Nichols. I am dashingly handsome. I have the charisma of a young uh, uh, Louis the Fourteenth, whatever I, you know, just all that stuff. Um, but it's it's not always easy to be mean, and I get in my head so much. Um, I do struggle with anxiety. I do struggle with very very negative thoughts. But it's easy to fall to those. It's even harder to get rid of those and to say this is my life. This is my destiny. This is who I want to be. And getting hit in the face with another man's butt. Help me realize all of this as I've gotten older. I think back to that concert often as the first time I loved going to concerts. Yes, Kyle Pavone's buttocks were upon my face and it was uncomfortable for everyone. I lost my glasses. I found my glasses. This is all true. But still, that was the catalyst to make me love the concert experience, to make me love being a member of the crowd, connecting with the band, being able to understand that they're just regular people too, even though they've dedicated their lives to music and passions that that I personally am not great at, but I can appreciate and love. That, to me, was worth getting knocked in the face with a butt. I want to hear what you guys, you know, you've been through, what, what things you've done 
to, to understand life a little bit better. And it totally could be unexpected. The point of this podcast, as I have said previously, is to take the funny, stupid things we go through and just learn, take something from it and, and become better people altogether. That is it for today's podcast, everybody, the Fortunately Unfortunate podcast. We thank you for being here today, for if you continue listening. I said the word but probably 600 times, but we're going <laughs> um, to play a game where you can punch me for every time I said but, if you can count it. That's a good game to play. It's like Candyland except with punching, which is even better. Um, so continue to listen. See you guys next time.